Dr. Finlay, Adventures of a Black Bag. Adapted from the stories of A.J. Cronin by Sue Rodwell and starring John Gordon Sinclair as Dr. Finlay. Episode 1, The Resolution That Went Wrong. Of course, Finlay came to us before the move up the valley to Tanach Bray. The practice was still in the middle of Leavenford in those days. Shipyards and the estuary on one side, and the mills up by Barlone on the other. He came in 1931, it must have been. A green young doctor, Janet called him. She didn't see the need for another doctor in the practice, but I wanted new blood, someone full of ideas and energy. And of course, with a proper respect for my old ways. Well, at least Finlay had the ideas and energy. But it took him a while to get the measure of Leavenford folk, and of one in particular. Maybe if he hadn't dropped off to sleep in the surgery, and maybe if he hadn't lunched on Janet's steak and kidney pie, things might have been different. Ah, go away, the surgery's closed. And why in my mother's bowl? Then again, nothing could have prepared him for Charlie Bell. Oh, how did you get in? How'd you think through the door? I want my mother's bottle, I tell you. Oh, that door should have been locked. Well, it wasn't. I'm here for my mother's medicine and I'll have it now. Look, I don't know who your mother is and I don't care who you are. Surgery's closed. Could you call back again this evening? Call back? Charlie Bell doesn't call back for MD. Bell? You're wanting Mrs Bell's tonic? <laughs> I said the new doctor had brains. Look, your mother's bottle is ready for her, but you can't have it now. Is that the one behind you? Look, I'm telling you, you can't have it now. You can call back for it at the proper time. Aye, and who's going to stop me taking <clears throat> it? I am... You? Yes. <laughs> is that a fact? That is a fact. Do you know who I am? I guess you're probably Mrs Bell's son, Charlie. You don't have any idea, do you? Look, I know you're a bore and a bully, and I'd ask you to take your cap off when you're in my surgery. I suppose I don't. Well, then I'll have to do it for you. You want to try? I'll have to teach you some manners, I will. Yeah? Yes. All right, then, go on, then, you try. I'm ready, come well, on. You think I won't? Aye, I think you can, eh? Come on, there's my chin. Just lay one on it. Why, you... <laughs> When Janet called me in to see a patient, I wasn't expecting it to be my new partner. You're going to have a fine black eye there, Finlay, along with your bloody nose. Hold still while I put on the iodine. He just came right at me. Didn't have a chance. Ah, Janet, careful. I'm sorry, Doctor. He was a giant of a man. Do you know who it was? Aye, Charlie Bell. Charlie? Oh, he's been a bad lad all his life, Doctor. Up to mischief the moment he could crawl. Are there any more like him in Leavenford? You'll find plenty like Charlie in the shipyard. And you want to be careful of the lassies from the mills over at Barlone? Thank you, Doctor. Keep your head still. Just a drop more iodine. Ah! I thought Finlay would get over his hurt pride. It'd heal along with his black eye. But Janet was a good judge of character. She said he was stubborn. And she was right. She just didn't know how stubborn. Boxing? Yes, Sergeant. You want me to teach you to box? I do. Can I ask you why? Uh, well, I was just reminded the other day that I didn't know how to box. I, I thought maybe I should learn. Would this have anything to do with the state of your face? Uh, and they tell me you're the best boxing instructor in Leavenford, Sergeant. I wouldn't say that. I am the only one, mind. So, will you take me on? You've got the build for it. 
But you're soft. <laughs> well, I know that well enough. Are you willing to work? Of course I am. No, I mean really work. Up at dawn, a five-mile run, cold bath, early nights, and no more of those pastries your housekeeper makes. They're a legend in Leavenford, you know. I remember having one at the summer fair last year. Custard it was. I'll do whatever I have to, Sergeant. You're serious about this? I am. Then Archie Gulch, your man. Thank you. You may not be thanking me in a few weeks' time. When can we start? How about now? Put the gloves on. You'll see what you're made of, Doctor. Is Dr Finlay not back yet? He's still up at the barracks with Sergeant Galt. What on earth does he want with Archie Galt? He didn't say, but I think I can guess. I suppose this is something to do with Charlie Bell? It may do, it may not, but it's no business of ours, Janet. I really wouldn't have thought it of Dr Finlay. Thought what? That he'd be so foolish, letting a bully like Charlie Bell vex him. He has something to prove to himself as much as anyone. Maybe he's too headstrong. He'll be fine, Janet. You just have to give him a chance. He's the makings of a good doctor. Aye. Maybe. And as far as Finlay's concerned, we don't know what he's up to, so we're not going to interfere. Is there any more pie? <coughs> Come on, Doctor. It's me. Oh, God, I'm trying. Oh, keep your guard up. Weave on your toes. Hit me hard, hard like this. Oh, God, I didn't see that one coming. Ah, well, you should have. Now, now, your turn. Go on to the body. Come on. Oh, call that a punch. Put your weight behind it. I don't, don't want to hurt you. No, you won't do that, Doctor. I promise you. Now you take a swing. Keep your guard up. Oh, ho, ho, you see? I could have hurt you then. You don't. All right, all right, enough. Or you'll be in need of a doctor yourself. Do you think you could do something for me? I am sorry, sir. You don't have the first idea about handling yourself. I can learn. But you'll not be telling me why you want to. It's a private matter. Well, you've got guts. I'll say that for you. You have to apologise, Charlie. Me? Aye. I'll be needing more tonic. I might not get it if you don't say you're sorry for hitting the doctor. He took a swing at me first. That's as may be. But you go on up that surgery this minute and apologise to Dr Finlay. No, I will not. You will do as you are told. Stop nagging, will you? Don't you talk to me like that. I'm sorry, Mother. Dear, you know how to apologise when you need to. All right. I'll tell Finlay I'm sorry. You promise me? Aye, Mother. I promise. Next! Charlie Bell, what are you doing here? I wanted a word, Doctor. Well, if it's about your mother, I can't. No, no, ha- no, it's not about my mother. All right, we'll sit down. Cheers. Your eyes healing up nicely, eh? Get on with it. What's the matter with you? Nothing. Then don't waste my time. Look, I've just come to say I'm sorry. Oh. Ah, well, all right. Hi. I'm really sorry, Doc. Sorry I didn't knock your head off. Next time I will, and that's a promise. (laughs) Good night to you, Dr Finlay. If Finlay had any doubts about the hard labour ahead of him, they walked out of the surgery that evening, along with Charlie Bell. Come on! 
lift those knees, pump those legs. Faster, man, faster. I'm going as fast as I can. Oh, no, you're not. I'm going to bicycle on ahead. Now, you see if you can keep up with me. I'm dying. Then it's a good thing there's a doctor about. <laughs> Come on, man. Put your back into it. Charlie Bell. Charlie Bell. Are you not going to have your pudding, Doctor? Uh, uh, well, I'm not very hungry. You polished off the beep. But you hardly touched the dumplings. Were they not very tasty? No, they were just fine. You're not on a diet, are you, Philip? No, I am not all that hungry. You won't have some apple tart? Uh, no, really. Are you sure? It's one of Janet's finest. Thank you, Doctor. I am quite sure. Are you all right, man? Your back seems to be hurting you. Yeah, it's just a twinge, maybe. And your arms. You could hardly lift your knife and fork. I think I'll just go and have a hot bath. Good God, man, you can barely move. I'll tell you, I'm just fine. If he gets much fitter, he's not going to be able to walk. 27. (laughs) 28. 29. Come on, Doctor, one more press-up. You can do it. That's it. And we'll have you doing 50 by the end of the week. Oh, God. Salad? Aye, lettuce and tomatoes and such like. My pies have always been good enough for Dr Cameron. Uh-huh. Lift, Doctor. Higher. Brace your legs. That's it. Hold it. Hold it. And drop. Oh, oh. Right, now let's try it with another couple of weights added. Why not try it with three? Is it rabbit food we're having for supper again tonight, Janet? It is, Dr Cameron. You couldn't see your way to maybe cooking me some Yorkshire pudding. I could not. If Dr Finlay wants to eat carrots and lettuce, then that's what you'll have to put up with. I've no time to cook two meals. I've far too much on my plate. I wish I had. The days seem to pass very slowly. McGregor's on the high street did a very nice pork pie, but it wasn't the same as Janet's. Still, I had to admire Finlay's persistence. You could see the change in him. After a month of torture, he was ready for any number of Charlie Bells. Uh, That's it, man. Good, good. Oh, use your feet. Now, remember what I told you. You keep on your... Sergeant, Archie, wake up. Archie, can you hear me? Uh, what happened? Yeah, just lie still for a minute. Uh, I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I think I might have hit you a bit too hard. Not at all. I'm fine. Well, you let your guard down. Uh, uh, maybe I did. Hey, come on, Doctor. Just give me a wee hand. Up. All right. Uh, you know that you need... Aye. And that's another lesson you have to learn, Doctor. You are much... Too trusting. There's a note, Doctor, from Mrs Bell. Can you call on her tonight? Isn't Finlay doing the evening visits? Aye, but it is Mrs Bell. It'll be her usual hypochondria. Maybe, but what if Charlie's there? He'll be in the pub from the minute it opens. But what if he isn't? It'll be no bad thing. They can have their fight. It's time this nonsense stopped. It's time I had a proper meal again. Hey. Oh, 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 wait. 
That's enough for now. Oh, come on, I'm fine to go no, around. No, no, you might well be, but I am not. I'm not taking another punch from you. What do you mean? It's high time you found someone your own age to hit. <laughs> it passes the water, will you? You're not giving up on me, are you? I've taught you all I can. Aye, and am I any good then? Good. Aye, man, you're damn good. This last couple of weeks you've come on like a house on fire. I said you had the makings of a bonny fighter. Never thought you'd do this quick. Uh, it's not been easy. Wasn't it meant to be? No. Will you tell me the reason why? Charlie Bell. Bell. I don't have to say any more, but I'd like to see him get his comeuppance. And you're the man to do it. Doctor, you're sounding very happy. I am happy, Janet. You could say I'm as pleased as punch. <laughs> then you won't be minding a house call this evening. I won't. It's to Key Street. Do you know it? Back of the Elephant and Castle. That's the one. Number three, Mrs. Bell. Oh, really? You don't mind going? Mm, couldn't be better. Did she say what was wrong? She didn't. Well, I'll prescribe her another of her tonics, and uh, if her son's there, I'll give him some medicine as well. <laughs> Dr Finlay. Were you not expecting me to call? I, uh, I thought it would be Dr Cameron. Oh, well, it's no matter. I'm just so glad you're here. He's in the back room. Come on through. Well, it's Charlie that's ill. He's been so poorly, Doctor. Ah, oh, wait. Now, this isn't it, one it of... It was a week or so back at work. A big piece of scaffolding fell on him. I thought he'd broken his arm, but he wouldn't do a thing about it. You know Charlie. Now, his arm's all swollen like a balloon. Last night he was shouting in his sleep. Delirious, you call it, don't you? Son. Son, the doctor's here for you. Finlay, what the hell do you want? I thought the rag and bone man didn't come till Tuesday. Be quiet, Charlie. Show the doctor your arm. He's seen my arm and my knuckles. Have you no, Finlay? I'd better have a look at it. I'm not having you look at it. I'll be wanting a proper doctor. Charlie, mind your tongue. Come on, man. Suppose you show me this arm and we can get this over with. I promise you, I've no wish to stay longer than I need to. Oh, what the hell? There you are. What do you make of that? It's worse than it was this morning. It's like a great red balloon. It must be hurting you. Not at all. It can hardly lift it, Doctor. It's nothing. It's far from nothing. I'll need to examine it. Uh, you go ahead. You've got eyes, have you no? Mrs Bell, would you like to make me a cup of tea, please? Tea? You're here to help me, no drink tea. Of course, Doctor. I'll, I'll get you some right away. Four sugars, please. And if you've any clean towels. Whatever you want, Doctor. Charlie, you do as the doctor tells you. What do you be wanting towels for, eh? Are you taking a bath? I may need them to soak up the blood, Charlie. You're just trying to scare me. I need to press around the swollen part. It'll be painful. I can take anything you dish out, Finlay. Oh, I'm sorry. It's fine. Right, I'm going to take your temperature. This is all a fuss. Quiet. You've an infected arm. I think there's a great danger of blood poisoning if we don't get the muck out of it soon. Let me see what your temperature is. You think you've got me just where you want me? <laughs> oh, no, Charlie. Far from it. You've no idea how much I regret finding you like this. What's my temperature, then? It's uh, 103 and a half. Is that high? Uh, it's high enough. Have you any headache? No, 
I don't think you'll be giving me one. I think you've got one already. Maybe I have. Tea, Doctor. And I've brought you some towels. Oh. What is it? Is it bad? When the scaffolding fell in your son's army, he must have cut it. There was blood everywhere. It wouldn't got infected, but instead of the pus coming out, it's entering his body. Ah, he's trying to scare us more. I'm going to try and release the poison in his arm. Oh, you do what you think is best, Doctor. Mother, it's my arm. Oh, quiet, Charlie. If you can lay the towels uh, under his arm, I'm going to have to make two incisions. What do you mean? I'm uh, going to give you a whiff of chloroform. Open up your arm, let the poison out, like I said. You'll no do that. You must let me open it to drain away the pus. I'll no let you give me chloroform. If you're going to butcher me at all, you can butcher me while I'm awake. I'll have to cut very deep. It will be painful. What the hell? Go ahead and see if it can make me squeal. Get a bit of your own back, eh? You know fine well you want to hurt me. That's a lie. But you wait, I'll get you better and I'll teach you a lesson you won't forget. <laughs> Mrs Bell, would you hold his arm? Make sure he doesn't move. Whatever you say, Doctor. Stay oh my God. Are you sure you don't want the chloroform? If it says no, it means no, Doctor. You just do what you have to do. All right. I'm going to make the first cut here. Are you ready? I said, get on with it. you call that a cut? Keep your arms still, man. That's just a nick. I'm going to make another one at your elbow. It's going to go deeper. Stinks like rotten meat. Aye. Where's all this pus then? There's very little there. Is that good, Doctor? You were wrong, weren't you? You made a hash at Finlay. I knew you would. I'll have to make another incision. Let me give you the chloroform. Mother, give us a cigarette. That's all I need. Oh, well, brace yourself, man. You're enjoying this, I can see. <laughs> Charlie! <sighs> Charlie! It's all right, Mrs Bell. He's only fainted. Give me the chance to dig a bit deeper without causing him any more pain. Is it very bad, Doctor? Oh, I'm afraid it is. The infection's entering his bloodstream. He, he should be in hospital, you know. No, he won't have that. You'll not get Charlie in a hospital. He could lose his arm. I am telling you, Doctor, he won't budge. There was very little pus, just dark fluid. I'm pretty sure Septicemia's already set in. Do you want me to take the case on? Oh, no. Charlie Bell's my patient, and I'm not letting him die on me. You may have no choice. Doctor, Mrs Bell sent a note. Could you come at once? Go on, Nelly, run. Go on, girl. Run, you can do it. Run, run. Who's Nelly? It's this whippet. He keeps her up at the shipyard. He loves that dog. Is he going to die, Doctor? Aye, he's a strong man. I want the truth. Well, he's definitely developed blood poisoning. What's that you need, call that hat? It's a temperature of 105 and his pulse is 140. No, you need any more, You can't catch me. I don't know if there's anything more I can do for him. You're trying to scare me, Doctor. I'm trying to make you see sense. You can't keep him here. He must go to the hospital. I won't send him there. He may well die if we leave him here. You don't understand. He saw his father die in hospital. 
Charlie was only five when it happened. Can't I make you see how serious this is? If you take him in, can you promise me he won't die? I can't promise. Of course I can't. Then I'll keep him here, at home. <sighs> Very well. I want you to scrub out the parlour. We'll put him in there. I'll come every day and dress his arm. And you'll have to get some nourishment into him. Chicken broth and the like. Little and often. Will you do that? I'll do anything. He's a good son for all his wild ways. I'll do anything to make him well again. Okay, go on, Doc. Put him up. Yeah. Or do you want another black eye? <laughs> what do you mean, the party gone? Try and hit me. Oh, God. You see, he's a fighter. Aye. I'll be back first thing in the morning, Mrs Bell. And so Dr Finlay's fight began. He went every day, three times a day, to dress the arm. He sent to Stirrups in Glasgow for some new antitoxin. He even went to Paxton's in the High Street and bought special food for Charlie. It wasn't what you'd call a labour of love, exactly. Uh, it's not getting better, uh, is it, Doctor? Yeah, it'll take time. <sighs> Have you been with him all night? I can't leave him, can I? If he dies, he won't be alone. Oh, you're exhausted. I'll be all right. Nope, I'm not having two sick people on my hands. You go to your bed. I'll stay up with them tonight. Are you sure, Doctor? Aye, quite sure. I'll just close my eyes for a wee bit then. Good night. Good night, Doctor. And thank you. You're a good man. You hear that, Charlie? I'm a good man. And all because I'm not having you get away with it. Not after all I've been through, you hear me? You'll get better than I'll thrash the living daylights out of you. You'll pay for every bruise and blister Archie Galt caused me. Or are you a coward, Charlie Bell? Huh? Are you running away, is that it? Ah, you can hear me then. Come on, Charlie. Where are your guts, man? Uh, huh? Go on, fight. Fight, damn you. It was no labour of love for Dr Finlay. You might even call it a labour of hate. Doctor, wake up. Dr Finlay. Leave him, Janet. He's only just got in. He should be in his bed. Let him sleep there. He can't go on like this. And neither can you, Doctor, taking on all his other patients. You'll be telling me next we can't do without him. Aye, well, he's not much help to you at the moment. Don't worry, Janet. There'll be an end to this soon enough, one way or the other. No, 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 you can't... Charlie. Charlie, it's all right, my dear. Can you do something, Doctor? He's coming to a crisis. If he gets through tonight, he'll be on the mend. He will get through, though, won't he? Oh, I can't promise you, Mrs Bell. He's very weak. He's battled for a long time. May not have the strength to battle for much longer. Oh, my God. Can you do anything? Oh, I wish I could. It was a long night for Finlay. He sat by Charlie Bell, willing him to take every breath, willing him to live. And for once in his belligerent life, Charlie obliged. Mrs Bell. Oh, what? Oh, oh, Doctor, you shouldn't have let me sleep. It's all right. Charlie. Charlie's going to get better. He's got through the worst now. He's going to get better. Charlie, my dearest boy. 
I'll leave you with them. If I could just have a wash and a shave. Finley. Is that you, Finley? Aye, I'm here. You see, man, I'm getting better in spite of you. Oh, Charlie! Let him sleep now. Don't mind him, Doctor. He didn't know what he was saying. Please, don't worry about it, Mrs. Bell. You just concentrate on building him up. I want to see him as fit as he was before he fell ill. You're so good to him. Well, that arm will still need dressing, so I'll be in every day, and when he's a bit stronger, we can arrange to have him convalesce down at our beg house. He'll be so grateful to you, Doctor. I just know he will when he's himself again. Hey, hey, mind what you're doing, you idiot. Hold still, man. Let me tie the bandage. I got the better of you, didn't I? <laughs> you thought you'd be able to take my arm off when I was senseless. You are senseless now. You thought you'd have the best of me, didn't you, Finley? I could have beaten you with one arm. Go on. I can take you on now. Don't tempt me. You should have finished me off when you had the chance. Aye, maybe I should have. You just wait till I'm right again. I'm looking forward to it, believe me. You're with our boys, Shortcake. I've made you some strawberry shortcake to go with your tea. Well... I'm off down to the market. I'll be getting some steak for your supper, son. Have to be building them up, don't I, Doctor? <laughs> you do, Mrs Bell. That you do. He'll be going to Ardbeg House next week. Aye. What of it? Make sure you get plenty of sea air, plenty of good food. I want you to get thoroughly fit. Aye, so? So, when you come back, come and see me at the surgery. I'll give you the hiding of your life. All right. That suits me fine. Uh, Charlie was gone a month, a very long month. One by one, Finlay counted the days. He went running, took care of what he ate, kept himself in shape. But life was strangely flat without Charlie. Finlay hated him so much he missed him. He actually missed the man. Dr Finlay! Dr Finlay! What is it, Janet? What on earth's the matter? It's Charlie Bale. He's coming up the drive. Is it a whole month he's been away? To the day. Right, Janet, when he comes to the door, tell him I'll see him in the surgery. Finlay. It's all right, Dr Cameron. I can handle him. That's not what I was meaning. Give me a few moments, Janet, then show him into the surgery. I, I have a mind to be there with you. One of you might be needing my services. And I know fine who it'll be this time. Dr Finlay, it's Charlie Bale. Tell him to come in. And in he swaggered, bronzed, fit, and with his usual sneering smile... Finlay. Bell. Up he came to Finlay. They faced each other. They stared at each other. And what happened next? Well, it's almost too terrible to recall. Charlie raises his arm. Finlay raises his arm. And the two men... They shake hands. Good day to you, Finlay. Good day to you, Bell. And away Charlie went. I looked across at Janet and I swear she was disappointed. Janet? Yes, Dr Finlay? If you're making dumplings for dinner tonight, I'll have three. Best to be on my rounds now. Well, Janet, will he do? Mm. We'll have to see, Dr Cameron. We'll have to see. In Dr. Finlay, Adventures of a Black Bag, Dr. Finlay was played by John Gordon Sinclair, Dr. Cameron by Brian Pettifer, and Janet by Katie Murphy. 
Charlie Bell was played by Alex Ferns, his mother by Ellie Haddington, and Archie Galt by David Ashton. The resolution that went wrong was dramatised by Sue Rodwell and produced in Bristol by Jeremy Howe.